Hi everyone. How's it going? It's interesting. I've been listening to a few of my other podcasts that I put out earlier, like maybe two years ago, and I feel like it doesn't even sound like me. I feel like there's a there's a sense of playfulness that just isn't there, and I think hopefully you find it in some episodes, but I think it's because I didn't recognize the power of play and how healing it is and how you come in touch with yourself through it. Your true eternal child is activated when you play. And I'm actually writing a book and it's going to get published before the end of this year. And a lot of you have been asking me, like, what's it all about? And so I'm going to give you the forward here and tell you that the root of the book is play. The book is going to be called You Are God, An Activation of the Eternal Child. And a dear friend who's very close to my heart helped me come up with that title in a deep dive session. It felt like a plant medicine ceremony where I was just in like deep download mode for hours. And when I came out, I knew. I knew what I had to write about. It was similar to when I first started writing the book. I actually wrote it all in one day, all as in like the The root of the book was written in a day. And since then, I've gone back and I've revised and I've added and I've added and I've added again. So obviously, it'll be way more than just one day that it took to write. But essentially, the the meat of the message that I share in the book all came to me in a day. And I believe that that's how, you know, things in life work. We we have this huge like moment of realization and then comes the integration piece after we've had the deep download and integration is life you know it's it's like when you start a new job and you have your training and then you have to go and use the training and then it takes 18 to 24 months to ramp like the training's usually what three weeks for that initial training but the ramp time is our entire lives. And I feel like that's why we're constantly learning. And that's why we have to constantly stay in that eternal childlike state where we're curious and playful and loving and accepting of other people. And I believe that's the magic. So I'm super excited to share everything that I've learned and unlearned and relearned in my life with you in this book. And to start off, I'm going to share the foreword. So again, I get it. It's a controversial um, title. You are God. Like, who am I to say that you are God, right? Like, who am I to say that? And And that's... That's what I um, will be will be sharing with you through this book. So really, I'm here to be, speak on behalf of all of you. 
And let me tell you, that's way easier said than done. I mean, my name means helper of mankind, and I know that's not a coincidence, but good God, (laughs) it feels, it feels heavy sometimes. So I come to you with the utmost altruism and respect, and I want to let you know, I know nothing. (laughs) Like Every day I'm, I'm relearning and... I am I I truly believe I'm here for all of you who have shut off your personal power and I believe it's my job to take you back to yourself free of the need for external validation and I I, I get it this is this is uncharted unfamiliar territory for most of you because this is how we've been programmed I mean we're programmed to forget our power from the moment we're born, we see our mother. That's the first person that we see, right? We come out of her vagina. So that's the first person we see. Actually, maybe we see our dad first because he pulls us out or, or she or, oh gosh, there I go. You're seeing your parents. Let's, let's, let's start there. <laughs> like we see our parents for the first three years. We, we seek nothing but their approval. For me, it was my mother's approval. And so the conditioning began. I mean, we learn to know ourselves through our parents' eyes. And it's truly nature and nurture at work in perfect unison. So we're losing sight already of ourselves as we learn to acclimate into society and please those around us. And we watch as our parents and society judge us. And we slip into the feeling that judgment is not just normal, but a needed part of our existence. And so when we take away our parents and society and God, someone has to replace that voice and it's ourselves. And that's fucking terrifying. (laughs) We become the ones judging us. And when we recognize that, we step into a new level of the game. So we can only relate to people as much as we've gone in our own consciousness. And I've had a very unique life where I've gone to a lot of places. I've gone to the hardest places. And I believe that's so I can teach you how to go there and how to get out alive. And not just alive, but thriving as a warrior, as an adventurer, a pioneer. So let's go. I hope you're feeling as excited about this as I am You are family. If you're listening to this, you are supposed to be here right now. And it's going to get juicy. So buckle up. (laughs) Um, So yeah, let's start it off with what does heaven look like for you? For me, it's a place where myself and the people around me are constantly expanding. It's not a place that I ascend to. It's not a um, a, a streets of gold in the sky. It's a place where my heart ascends to. So it's a place full of innovation because people are thinking for themselves. And I'm about to say something. Right now.
I believe it's a place where social constructs like government and religion and money, I believe they all would disappear along with the need to control life. So the question remains, like what would happen if all these things were gone? Why are they still here? And I believe it's because we don't trust life enough to let it flow for us. But the child inside us wonders, what would it be like to have perfect harmony? I mean, let's talk about a place where we honor our shadows and stop taking life so seriously. Like, when did we all become so serious? We are all children of the cosmos and our real job is to let go of seriousness. But how? Like the Joker said, why so serious? If you've ever been to hell, it's a fucking serious place. I mean, hell is separation from self and others. And let me tell you, I've spent a lot of time in hell. And the entrapment came from my own thinking and belief systems when all along I was wired for change. So I was, I was raised in hell of religion and scientific dogma. And none of it made sense to me. I mean, I wanted to bring innocence to all of it. I knew innocence as a child. If anyone knew innocence, it was me. I grew up on a farm, homeschooled, only child, untouched by the world. I didn't have a television. I didn't get to experience a lot of things that most children get to experience at a young age. And everything made me in awe. I mean, I would sit in the field and watch the animals on our farm run around me and think, this is perfection. All I ever wanted was that moment. And then as I grew more conditioned, I wanted more. I lost my ability to be in the awe. My brain was created to evolve and reprogram. And when I learned that it was possible, I did regain my sense of awe in the world and people around me. And I feel it now. And I know now what I was seeking. And I wanted to make mistakes so I would have to own them so I would need to learn to trust myself in a deeper way because the only way to come home to you the God that you are is to trust yourself and since our human nature is to grow I believe the purpose of life isn't a fixed mark I mean how could it be when I hit all the marks I was told to believe all my life and it still didn't do it for me Richard Rudd talks about how an ever-changing alignment is the core of our humanity. And I believe that's true. So for me personally, the ability to forgive myself and others and keeping the awe of a child was the mark. And I'm going to tell you how I got there. I got there by transcending my own programming and it's 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 linked with the gift of play so i i think it's interesting because we're so happy as children and then we grow up and we start having expectations about how life should be and we work and we grind for those expectations and we wonder why we're left empty inside right so i believe god is the activation of the eternal child And a child, again, is a living expression of genius. So the Bible says it, Buddhism says it, the default of my life work is playfulness. I was raised in a hell of religion and scientific dogma, right? I said that earlier. And I just wanted to bring sense to all of it. 
So how do you go from being conditioned to getting back that sense of awe? I'm personally on this planet to start fires and I initiate things to propel people into action. And I shine by getting my dreams out of my head and into the world. And that's why I'm writing this book. I don't take time to calculate risk or reward. I simply trust. Why am I like this? It's because of how I was raised. I trust myself implicitly and love unconditionally because I didn't have a mom who could do that for me. And so my greatest challenge, my mother in this lifetime is my greatest gift because she trained me to have a larger container to hold unconditional love. And if you couldn't already tell, (laughs) I'm a sacred rebel and I'm not genetically wired to fit in the ice cube tray. And that's why I'm writing this book. So I'm here to teach you to be complete and independent all on your own. You don't need to read this book for the answers because they're already inside you. And if anything in this book resonates, it's simply a remembering. It's a triggering of a recognition that you already have in your core. In every core of your being, it's there. If you feel it, it's just bringing you back to yourself. That's why we read. That's why we watch movies. That's why we fall in love. To come back to ourselves. It's a remembering. So have fun with it. I mean, kick back and and when the book comes out, get a copy, read sporadically or straight through, whatever. It's your journey. It's my journey written for you to continue your journey and hopefully resonate in, in some way, shape or form. So regardless of whether you believe in creation, evolution or theistic evolution, let's go back to the beginning. I mean, we can all agree on the fact that there is a sacred wound inside all humanity. All human beings have this self-awareness that it brings this wound to the surface. The wound that we feel is fear. And as we grow older, that fear replicates itself in different ways. So as a child, we use play to manage our fears. I mean, we've been encouraged to talk about our fear because it's a way to manage and express them. And as little kids, we do. We express it, right? Yet the ways of thinking that helped us manage our fears... Instead of going back to the eyes of our childhood is actually what what I believe took us away. Like we read the books, we adopted these ways of thinking again. And I think the shadow boils down to the religious and science-based thinking, a single cellular divide. And instead of seeing everything and everyone the way we did as a child, we see us and then there's them and, oh, they did that to us. We're not all one. We lose that sight of unconditional trust and unconditional love. So let's go back to this fear and the questioning of why we feel it. So the fact that we even question it, I, I believe, alludes that we know deep within the core of our being that we have a potential for a direction other than fear. I mean, we recognize that there's a transcendent possibility to achieve wholeness. And that's when religion was designed by humans for humans. It touches every phase of human experience so we can relate to it. Jesus, Buddha, Zarathustra, Muhammad, 
You see the Bible, the Quran, the Talmud, the I Ching, many others. Like each of these share commonalities and they're all attempts to crack the code to a universal path to awakening. And we think we feel it for ourselves, right? Because it brings us back to us and we want it for others. And so we begin the desire to convert and change others before we ourselves realize that what we want for everyone is what we found in ourselves. And they can't find that the way we did because the way leading them back to themselves isn't the same as our way. We can't get there for them and we can't show them what it is they are. Only they can. And the one thing that most of the religions that I've mentioned can agree on is this belief in a supreme being of the highest power, the source of all excellence and virtue. And it's so far removed from human understanding. I mean, I believe we've got it all wrong. Innovation can only occur when you think for yourself and it requires a deep sense of inner trust, like I've mentioned before. So an open-hearted, open-minded, childlike faith. That's what we all strive for. I mean, Jesus said it for God's sake. If you read the Bible, if you're a Christian, you believe you want a childlike faith. That's why we have this age of accountability. It's before a child has the knowledge of good and evil and therefore they are good. So if we're born good, when does that change? It's when we begin growing and start compartmentalizing things into good and bad. Going back to Adam and Eve, the knowledge of good and evil, you know, fear, love, etc. We're we're saying this is this is this, this is that. You're you, I'm me, the separation. All of these beliefs have one thing in common and they encourage us to look externally when in reality, we're all born in tune with our higher selves and then we're conditioned out of it. So our journey is all about returning to ourselves for the ultimate place of peace and fulfillment. And there you have it. I mean, children are a living expression of genius. They're our greatest teachers. So in the book that I'm writing now, I'm telling the story of what changed me. And when I realized that all of this was true, like the more I express my vision of the future and the more I write about this, the more I become alive and the more responsibility I have to stay rooted in my heart. I know I'm here to lead people into a new way of doing things. And I know a lot of it is uncharted territory for a lot of you. And for me, it's uncharted territory. I mean, every day I have to trust my own truth and not my external validation. And every day my body is remembering something new when I listen to a podcast or talk to a friend. That's why I surround myself with so many different types of people. Because what fulfills me is is a very interesting path. I'm on a path to put more substance into the world, but I have to learn to trust myself and hold nothing back. And I I truly believe 
that the more I, I trust myself, the more I start to see through the eyes of a child. And, and really, I cannot trust others until I learn how to trust myself. And that is linked with the gift of play and a deep sense of inner trust. And I believe it takes so many of us hitting that rock bottom, going through a challenging time to learn how to trust ourselves again. I mean, the Bible talks about it. Many religions talk about being born again. It's, it's really becoming a child again. We can't control life. But we, we can control letting go of the seriousness and defaulting our life's work to playfulness. And it's, it's way more fun getting that innovation and developing new and higher forms of consciousness and transcending your own programming when you, when you do it with play. And when we do it through the eyes of a child. So, yeah, that's my book. You are God, an activation of the eternal child. And I really hope that regardless of your background, if you are a born-again Christian, if you're an atheist, if you're agnostic, if you're Catholic, if you're Buddhist, if you're Muslim... I really hope you read it because it's for all of you. It's for me too. And I'm excited to get it out there for you guys. And I hope it brings us all together. Hmm. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to everything that I have to say and for the forward of my book. Can't wait to get the rest of it to you soon. Have a wonderful night.